Welcome back to Tri-States After the Buzzer, part of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcasting Network. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and this season of basketball coverage would not be possible if it was not for our great local sponsors, Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance, Extreme Strength in Sports Performance, Tricor Insurance Company, Kramer Pest Control, Bar Raising Fitness, Foley Distributing, and Advance Wellness Center. If you are not following us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. You can find me on X at Coach Manaman. If you are a podcast person, like, subscribe, follow, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts can be heard. Now stick around as we hear from one of our great local sponsors, and then we welcome in our guest. Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance is a proud sponsor of Contact Nolan or a member of his crew at 563-258-5467 to request a quote. You can also find this highly reviewed agent on Facebook by searching Nolan Weber Insurance. Joining us via the Nolan Weber Agency through American Family Insurance Hotline is coach of the East Dubuque Warriors, Scott Shaber, is joining us. Coach, welcome to Tri-States After the Buzzer. Awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to finally sit down and talk with you. I have known your wife, Amy, for as long as I can remember. She was a next-door neighbor of mine, and Brett was a good friend of mine growing up. But we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the East Dubuque Warriors. Coach, how long have you been with the East Dubuque program? I know you took over for very successful head coach, Eric Miller, who is now an administrator in the Dubuque Community School District. Yeah, this will be, Nick, this will be my second year here as the varsity boys coach, but a lot of people get it confused with, like, you've been at East Dubuque, haven't you? And um, that's the correct answer as well. So um, uh, about five years ago, I did a three-year stint with the, the girls program when I made the transition coming out of being the Kalina boys varsity basketball coach. And I had a couple kids coming through the school system myself. And at the time, I thought I was preparing to watch them play basketball. And, and things kind of got twisted around where somebody reached out to me and said, are you retired? And I said, I think so. But then I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> and then what happened is, and, uh, and to make this story short, is that um, – they kind of said, hey, we have a job for you, and it happened to be girls basketball. And I used to run with one of the dads back in high school. He's like, please, what do you think about this job? Because my daughter's a senior, and, and that got to my heart. So I'm like, all right. And my wife kind of looked at me like, I think we can do this. So let's go ahead and let's give it a shot. And it was a great um, three-year run. And that's kind of what brought me back to the boys program because uh, I love our booster club. Um, I hit it off with our superintendents. Uh, has the same vision as you do. Or as I do, and then as far as our AD, we're all on track. And when you have an alignment of student section, booster club, AD, and your superintendent principal, um, that makes uh, coaching a lot easier. You you mentioned that your wife said, "I think we can make a go of this." With every successful head coach, you have to have 
your your wife or your spouse definitely have your back as well it does take a lot of time away from family time does take a lot of time away from children but we do make a lot of great memories along the way so we can touch upon the girls as well you were with the girls for quite a few years you've been with the boys for a couple of years when you think to your time at east dubuque what are some of your greatest highlights that you've had in your coaching career with the warrior program well I'll start it right away i when i first came in i knew i had a, a pretty good team coming in and um but we were really small and scrappy and and so just kind of learning what we had in place and getting to know the girls and we clicked like right away it didn't take more than a week to think like okay they're they're going to read my mind. I'm going to read theirs and we're going to be pretty successful probably in year one. And, and right away we end up winning a conference championship and we had two teams in our conference in the first two years I were there going to the, like the state final. So, I mean, we had a pretty tough conference to say the least. Um, and then we ended up winning a conference championship uh, my first year and a regional championship that year. So uh, just getting a chance to come in and having really success because usually the programs I came in with, you really need a lot of help. So this was the first one that I came into that, you know, and, and granted, I can say the exact same thing about the boys program. Like I'm coming into a program that was already built up. It was just, I was trying to hope and just to put my twist on it and, and put it on steroids and then go from there and, and good things, you know, happen. And I was fortunate. You're exactly right. A lot of times, when there's varsity openings, you're coming into a program that has had a lot of failures and a lot of heartbreaks, and you have to start from ground zero. But East Dubuque has never been that way in basketball, and it's great that you could come in to a good program, put your twist on everything. Let's talk about your coaching staff. A head coach is only as good as their assistants. Who are some of the current assistants with the program? What are their roles and what impact do they have on the student athletes? Yeah, Nick, I'm really blessed. I've got a, a great staff. Um, I'll start with kind of our main guy that heads our JV team and he helps me assist me on varsity. That's Dylan Lang. He was a former player and having a former player really helps out when you come into a program where, you know, Coach Miller had great success, uh, had a lot of good players come through the program in over a decade. And uh, Dylan was one of those guys I coached against him. And I remember some games where we had a lead and it was him and his cousin that lit us up from three and that lead quickly evaporated and so and to have him on staff to know the boys especially going through a transition where you know put yourself in those kids' shoes like hey I played for Coach Miller uh, the team's had success year in year out and uh, the whole town is surrounded and it kind of really supports the basketball program and then you get there and you're like oh Coach Miller's not here um, and that's really tough uh, on a kid because you don't know what to expect right and so coming in it's like with uh, Coach D I, I really kind of lent on him as far as hey I don't want to come in here and change everything i want to see what you guys do i want to take a back seat i want you to lead and i want to see what you did now when i was a girls coach i had often watched coach miller's practice and we only we only have one gym and they had like i think 40 some players at the time and i was always impressed like how he operated in practice to keep all 40 guys busy in a one gym system where freshmen all the way through seniors were practicing together so i already had an idea but i wanted just to sit back and let myself like watch the guys 
try not to tell them here, here's what I know, here's what I'm going to do, I'm going to change everything, here we go. And by doing that, I was only able to do that with Coach Lang being there. So uh, I was really fortunate. He's very analytical, so and he's also the calm to my storm. So um, he's smart. He's an accountant by trade, and I'm, he won't do my taxes for me. But um, the guy is just great when if, like, he can see things in his mind. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who's got to see things, rep it, and so forth. And so he helps a lot with the analytical side. And then we have uh, – we're fortunate enough, about a month into the season uh, – we hired a guy named John Sweeney, and he was out of uh, Loris College, a young guy. He's an accountant, too, and he was looking to coach somewhere, and I think he was even going to coach somewhere in Dubuque, and we snagged him. And said, Thank goodness we snagged him because I thought I was useful. This, this guy's like, he would put me to shame, and uh, he's come in with uh, just a bunch of enthusiasm, and he's there for the kids, and he really helps me out, especially with my family life, is that he's in the gym with these guys, and, and we're really fortunate, that Nick, right now to have guys that want to be in the gym almost to the point where like uh, we don't have enough hours in the day or enough staff to supervise the gym, and that's a great problem to have. The great thing about those accountants is we know they pay very close attention to detail because if they screw up on taxes, they might land themselves in jail, right? Yeah, including myself. So, yeah, so that's why I wanted to do my taxes, but they, I just can't swing them yet to do that. Um, but I'm fortunate that, that I have them on our staff. And like I said, it was great to have Dylan be that foundational piece and then Swing come in and, like I said, to bring the juice that he brings in has just kind of, you know, really lit a spark under the rest of the guys on the team. I do want to talk about something that gave me a chuckle when you emailed me. You emailed me and it said your public address announcer is a young man by the name of Ben Kettering. Now, Ben Kettering and I, we have umpired baseball together for the past two seasons. Great kid. I'm not sure if it's because I talk nonstop, but how can Ben be the PA announcer? He never talks. He never really says anything around me. Well, it's funny you said that. So, uh, BK, his brother plays on our team, and I always tell the guys, like, hey, who, who can we have announced? And we had a kid named Trey Bowman do it last year. He brought some juice when he did the uh, starting lineup, the intros, and stuff like that. And I said, oh, we got it. I try to get other kids involved because if you're building a program, you know, if you can get other kids involved and give them, like, leadership roles, well, that thing really rocks on a home game. And so we were trying to look for a replacement because Trey graduated. And then the case goes, I think my brother, you know, in college, he's looking to kind of do sports management, kind of go maybe a little route into sports radio. And I'm like, absolutely. I go, what do you want to do it? So I think he's going to not just announce the starty, the starters and the visitors. He's going to probably make a little commentary during the game as the game progresses. And we got new scoreboards and new sound systems. So with BK at the mic, um, hopefully he's going to bring the juice just as well. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Matter of fact, we just texted last night, like, hey, what song are we playing for this? And we've got a hype video of what are you doing for this? And he's all excited. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how that first home game rolls out. It's great to have those alumni come back. He's done a lot for that baseball program as well. So Absolutely. It's, it's great to see him sticking around. Really nice kid. I do want to talk about the 2023-2024 season. You have some talent coming back. You have four of your top players returning from a team last year that went 17 and 16 overall and six and six in the conference. Any of those guys returning, did any of them earn all state, all district or all conference awards? If so, who were they? And can you give us a little scouting report on them? 
Sure, as long as our first opponent's not listening. But yeah, Nick, I'll, I'll surely do that for you. So we returned three guards that started last year, and we started pretty young. We were two sophomores and a, and a junior in the backcourt, and we had two seniors uh, that played. I would say uh, we call it a pivot. Most people would call it like center or post, but we call it a pivot in our offense, and then we had a, a forward to go with that. And we weren't very big. As a matter of fact, if you saw us warm up, you'd probably say, God, that looks like a JV team. And people would say, hey, you got a nice little cute team. And I don't know if that was a compliment or if that was just like, man, we pray for you, man. We, we hope you get bigger sometime soon. Um, and it wasn't like the normal used to Duke size that they've been used to for, like I said, 10 to 14 years. But with that being said, we, we returned a lot of guys with basketball skill, basketball IQ, and definitely basketball quickness. And these three guys that are coming back, um, I'll start off by with uh, Aiden Collin. Aiden Collin will be our point guard, and he's well-traveled with the AU circuit, and um, he's been in. He's a gym rat, and I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. The way he's been practicing right now, he's like night and day different and he was already good so it was already done when he came in last year as a sophomore but i think he's gonna close the sunset here as he's coming into his uh junior junior year and i think he's gonna be a handful um and he can slash and he can shoot the three and like i said he gets us kind of into our offense and he can defend so we can play both sides of the floor and then that leads me into the next guy uh carter uh, Whitmire. we call him hollywood he's our senior coming back um he is um, a guy that returns from honorable mention. Uh, he's about 5'11 in height. I think he criticized me because I called him 5'9 the other day. Um, but he is like one of the best post-up guards in the conference, and maybe post-up players. So he can put you on spin cycle. He's got a double and triple pivot move, and he's now kind of got a lot better from deep range, which is what we worked on all summer. So it's going to be really interesting how he how he puts his game together here. And he was our leading rebounder as a guard. So um, it's going to be exciting. And he's ready to go because he's the kid that's in the gym 24-7. So, and he's on the A circuit quite a bit as well with DCBA. And then um, my final guy is Brody Coberson. He was our first team all-conference. Um, we averaged about 11 points a game, about three and a half boards. And uh, he's a go-getter. He's tough. He's football tough. Um, again, he's about 5'9", but he plays so much tougher. Like, you can't weigh on the scout report on him on height and weight because his heart's so much bigger. And I coach his sister. That's my first year when I had Skylar Corperson, who was also a national champion uh, at Clark. Um, that's that's the uh, another sibling. So obviously, if anybody's seen Skylar play, she just never had an engine that quit. And Brody plays a lot like that with a little bit of attitude. And I like that a little swag, a little bounce in his step and stuff like that. And he doesn't take any gruff. And, and so he's the kind of guy that's willing to do the, the dirty work as well. So we've got three good guards that are coming back and a guy off the bench that we had that was a sophomore as well. We had three sophomores and the sophomore that was our sharpshooter is uh, Brandon Lee. So, and he's coming back and we've really worked hard on him. One in the weight room, which we still got to do a little bit better at with him, but he's becoming a slasher. He's got long reach and he's, he's really, he'll win any shooting drill in practice consistently. So we're excited uh, what he can offer us this year as well. And he's starting to play some pretty good defense. So we'll see how that goes. A lot of multi-sport athletes mentioned there from the football field and the baseball field as well. Coach, are there any guys that are going to be making the jump up to varsity or any guys last year who were role players or had some very limited time that are going to pick up some major minutes this year in a new role that you can tell us about? Yeah, I mean, that could be an interesting question for us because um, the way it, it looks now, like we're getting deeper by the minute. Um, 
you know, most coaches might fall in love with their seven or their top eight, and they stick with their top seven and eight, you know. And I've been under coaches that, for a point of scouting report, you can only get eight guys ready to be really ready for, a, you know, before a game. But we may be able to play um, every game that, every guy that we dress, believe it or not. We have 14 guys. And there's one guy who hasn't played since third grade, and he's 6'4", 325, and you can't move him. And, and he moves better than an offensive lineman. And I didn't know what to expect, but he caught his first pass, and he finished his first layup. I said, oh, we can work with this. Um, and that's Aaron Culberson, and he's a newcomer to it. And we also have another newcomer and a senior coming back is Hayden Schemmel. And some people recall Declan Schemmel, and he's one of the best players to ever come out of East Dubuque. Um, and his brother is very athletic and really hit the weight room hard, and he's a leaper. And so we're going to have some new faces, like people didn't even know were coming out for the team. And then we've got just a lot of new faces that are that are coming up um, to include uh, Drew Kiefer, um, who's really transformed his body. He's a post uh, for us. But again, we call that the pivot for us. And Evan Mead, there are two guys coming from the JV team that will really provide some girth, strength, uh, toughness, um, things you want to run in the paint. And um, and Drew's gotten to the point where he can run with the guards now. And so we've got and White Cruisers in our starting center, and he can run like a deer too. So ours, our bigs can run with our guards. And so our transition game is, is going to be hopefully really effective going 84 feet, going against some teams. And then we also have Owen uh, Chris, who's really impressed me early. He's a big body, big chested, uh, barrel chested guy um, that gets people bounce off of him. It's crazy. And uh, he wasn't a football guy, but he looks like he could be. And a uh, football coach might be calling me up here after this interview. But it's, um, he's done really well and been really physical. And we have a freshman that's coming up where we're crossing our fingers that he's, he's coming back from a concussion. Um, and hopefully he gets cleared here by tomorrow, so we'll have him back. But uh, that's Gavin Stewart, and he's well-known on the A's, uh, AAU circuit as well. And he's about 6'2". He can kind of slash, do it all. He's lengthy. He can attack the glass hard. Um, he's worked really hard on his outside shot. And we're kind of excited to see what he can do, but we just got to get him in the gym in the gym and practice and to kind of see kind of where he's at. And then we have another senior named Brady Huseman, who's a senior. He's our defensive specialist, really fast guy. He was a great running back for the football team. And uh, he's a lockdown defender. And I think his game offensively is getting better every day that we see it. So, And I'm missing a couple guys. Carver Komets is another guy that comes to mind, backup point guard, that could give us a little bit of help uh, as well. And so, like I said, we could probably play uh, – just about every guy that somehow in our in our lineup, and it's going to be kind of interesting how it goes. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm missing Casey Kettering, and that's BK's brother, obviously, and he can shoot the three, and he's not very big, but there's things in practices where you leave him open, he's going to splash one on you. And so, like I said, I mean, we could be very very deep this year. It's good to be deep because you never know when somebody's going to get injured or somebody has an issue in the classroom or makes a poor decision on a weekend. You can never have too much talent. I alluded to this before. East Dubuque is coming off a season where they were 17 and 16, six and six in the conference. They came in fourth place. You got a lot of young guys coming up that you hope to expect some big things from. You got four of your top returners. So it's an exciting year for East Dubuque. You had a couple weeks of practice. 
first game is today on November 20th. What went well last year that you see continuing this year? And what also went well the first couple weeks of, of practice that prepared you well for today's game? Well, Nick, looking at, I mean, coming from last year when I got in and really watched the guys just play, our, our transition defense was probably the worst I've ever seen on any team I've ever coached. Girls, guys, didn't matter, college, didn't matter. Maybe my even my fifth and sixth grade kids' travel team. Um, we would lit up easy points. We wouldn't contest, and we would back all the way below the charge circle. And it was, frankly, embarrassing. And I told the guys, like, this is the best, this is the number one thing we're going to have to prove. Like, you guys are going to have to really shut down the lane and get after it. So their transition defense was a kind of the key thing we first kind of locked in. And then obviously being small, rebounding is right after that. So we said, we're going to play defense all night if we don't get a rebound and then get into our transition game. So that was another thing we kind of focused on. And then obviously physicality and toughness. And when you talk about a team, there's three things I really look at. Everybody talks about talent and I get it. You got to have some talent to win, but the three T's are, you know, after talent, you got to have toughness and you got to have together. And I think those two are probably more important. And this team is definitely together. And I think they're committed. And then we just got to be consistent, find consistency, which is the hardest thing to do in left to, that I tell them. And, and the toughness is really coming in. I mean, we had two bloody lips, a concussion, um, bloody nose. And so in a week of practice, there's a, when you see a 50-50 ball in our practice, there's four or five guys going for that ball and they're trying to, you know, they're going to have to earn their time. And there's guys that haven't played in a while. They're like, okay, if I'm going to get into this practice lineup, I'm going to have to make something happen here. And, and practices have been that physical and, and I'm not pulling anybody's chain on that. It's like, it's probably one of the most physical teams I think that I'll be a part of uh, in all my years of coaching. So that I'm excited about. But the one thing is that these guys know that they're going to have to show up and show out. So I told them, we cannot be good this year. Uh, there's absolutely, we can't be good. And you're saying, what are you talking about? Uh, we got to be great. Um, we have a daunting schedule ahead of us. So we play a lot of bigger schools. We go to State Farm in Bloomington, Illinois, which is like a showcase. Um, and our tournaments that we're going is the elite of the elite in the, in the area. And like I said, we're playing a lot of bigger schools, like 2A. We're a 1A school, so we're playing a lot of 2A. There might even be a 3A in there as well in some of the tournaments that we're heading to. So I, I told the guys, uh, good's not going to cut it. You're going to have to play great, and the enemy to great is good. So if people tell you you're good, um, you get complacent. So the main thing I've been trying to tell them, like, hey, we're never going to be good enough. Oh, here, that, that standard's going to be pushed to the next level, and you're going to have to take that. And there's going to be times during this season where we go on a week or two that they're all ranked opponents, and there's no breathing room. So uh, they're going to have to be ready for that. And we had that same schedule last year, and that's why we had such a great postseason run to get to the regional championship. And we we're only a minute and 40 seconds away from being in the sectional and a team that nobody really expected to be even in deep run in the, in the postseason. So um, those are the things that we kind of figured, like going from last year to this year, um, some of the things that we have to really improve on, I guess this year would be finishing out games in the last four to five minutes. That there's a, you know, I mean, if I could say our last game in the regional championship, we, we could have closed that out. We're up by nine with five something to go. And at about 140, everything kind of switched right at the end. So our guys, and they were young, and you get to blame it on the youth, but I, I really don't want to blame things on youth. They're still basketball players. Uh, we still practice the same. And they still go about their business in the same way. So, but um, they just got to learn to take care of like when the value of the basketball, 
um, make sure we execute. There's no shot clock, so we got to understand that as well in Illinois right now. There's no shot clock. And if these guys can just kind of grow up a little bit, we already got the toughness clicking. Um, we got the, our playbook's already been now in for about a, a little bit more than a year. Uh, we're way ahead than what we were last year at this time. Coach, that's the way to do it. I mean, you could schedule cupcakes all year, go – 20 and four during the regular season and then get to postseason play and play a tough team and then falter because you were never tournament tested before i get into the last question we hit that walk off three and then the buzzer lets us out i really want to uh give a really heartfelt thank you to the east of butte community i was sharing this with coach before we started recording the conversation that the East of Butte community will listen and will download this episode more than some of the bigger schools that I cover, where East of Butte might have 400 kids in the high school. I cover some high schools that have 1,600 kids, and this will get two to three at times as many plays. So thank you to the East of Butte community for that. Coach, what are your expectations for this upcoming season? So when you and I talk next year, talking about next year's team what are we going to talk about that went well this year what are your expectations for the guys for this season yeah that's a great question i mean we get that every time preseason stuff and and with, with expectations with me i know people want to hear like hey do you believe you're going to win conference hey do you believe how many games do you think you can win and i just say one and like really one i'm like yeah when we get that one then i want two and then, so, and that's our, that's our thought process. It's, it is one game at a time. I know that's coach speak, but in honesty, that's really how we, we, we kind of go, you know, about our business with things with that. So, and I, I don't think I'll ever change. And when it comes to expectations, my expectations are, are basically really simple. It's one, we, we're family oriented. And I think these are in order and we call that our brotherhood. And then two is to be extremely competitive. And then, the third one is being well prepared and that's what us coaches do and that's what the players do with their training their sleeping their recovery their playbook their digesting the film and stuff like that and then the fourth thing is executing at a high level and i never use the words just win in any of that and that has been my playbook and you can use that at any age group to be honest with you um if you do those four things and those in that order like you should be successful you should put yourself in a position to have some success but if you want me to predict like who's going to win are you going to win conference you're going to win regional i mean that's like giving your least favorite child your credit card so you don't know what to expect with that so good luck so but kind of focus on the things you can control and i feel like those four things we have a lot to deal with the control of that so that's what we're looking for that's our expectations if you ask me next year what's your expectations i'm going to say those four things same thing so and we live it we breathe it and, and that's what we do Coach, best of luck to you, your players, your program, all of Warrior Nation on this upcoming 2023-2024 season. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Eric. Totally appreciate it. Go Warriors. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tri-States After the Buzzer, part of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcasting Network. If you have not already, give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Dubuque Area Sports Podcast, and don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify.